0: Always great to have your company for Dwayne's But Always great to have Sammy Edmund, part of the program, SEN chief reporter, thanks to Coolabar Turf, Victoria's premier supplier of Instant Lawn. Welcome back to you,
1: Sammy. Great to have you back on. Dwayne, great to be with you. Absolute pleasure. And who would have thought after all this time and all this talk that it would be Frank Costa who would beat Stephen Wells to a statue in the Geelong CBD. But nevertheless, <laughs> that's how it's going to be. He's going to be immortalised in bronze and uh, it'd be well-deserved, I would have thought. Absolutely, and I think um, he's done more for the
0: town. People sort of link him to the footy club, but in terms of the regeneration of the city, how much Frank has done, mm. um, and his family have done. So, you know, Frank, you know, it's not about me, but when I first came to town, I was invited to Frank's house, and he wasn't president at the time, to play tennis, and, you know, Tim Darcy and took us around to Frank's big pink palace on the hill at... At New, town, and... Uh, Did you hit him well? You know, we were invited in for... Well, I was told on the way in that, because I'd played tennis with a couple of the boys, mm. no swearing, no throwing your racket. Um It's decorum here. I know you're from Paraka, they told me, but uh <laughs> we don't throw rackets here. Uh, we don't whack them on the ground here and we don't swear here. So, yeah, there was a... But it was just a pleasure to be invited around and get some... Uh, the, the lemon mm. tea brought out during the change of sets and some sandwiches... So Frank has done a lot for people in the town over time. And Frank did tell me, you know, once you Geelong, you Geelong for life. And I remember those words kind of sticking with me. And there's a lot that rang true to it. So it's great that he's got a statue or getting a statue, yeah.
1: And I don't want to make light of it, but thankfully the material required to build Frank's statue is not the same that is required for stage five of the GMHBA redevelopment. Thankfully, anyway, because that's a, that's a really unfortunate setback for the Cats this week. They were really... It was hoped that, you know, the momentum out of the premiership, of course, a grand final win, and then um, about May, I reckon it was first week of May, having touched base with the Cats just uh, moments ago, Dwayne, that was the expected time that this stadium or this stand would be handed over and it would take GMHBA's capacity to 40,000. Sadly, now it's going to remain at 22,000 for the year. This project won't be completed while this season uh, is in train. So Geelong have said they'll accommodate the GAs, the walk-ups and so forth. They'll keep a set amount of seats aside. So hopefully not too much interruption for the punters who want to get along and watch the Cats play this year. Now, their first home game is round six against Sydney and they've got a glut of home games down there in the back end, of course, all tailored to this magnificent new facility that now has been delayed. So they're, they're in limbo a little bit. There's no new timeline on it, Dwayne. A bit frustrating for Geelong. Now, it, it's been reported that the welding and the steel ordered from overseas, from Qatar, wasn't up to Australian standard and there were some concerns there. But also supply has been an issue as well, Dwayne. Just there have been delays getting the materials in, which has been the case no matter what anyone might be building at the moment in 2020. So um, the builder, uh, Bessick's Wattpack, have uh, advised that it anticipates now finishing at the end of the year. So um, a, mm. a pretty decent delay, that one for Geelong. So the Geelong
0: Advertiser had a story sort of intimating this in December last year. And when mm. I was on air, we opened up the lines. What should Geelong do? What should the AFL do um, with The Melbourne game, round 15. So a full house was expected for that one. 40,000 round 15 against Melbourne. It'll be a blockbuster. It might be 1v2. So do you think the AFL might move or Geelong might
1: Foot be forced to move that Melbourne game yeah. to the MCG? That's a real question, isn't it, for the league? Should it, should it come to be that the, both sides are in contention and there's going to be a massive uh, tenants, which, as you say, at the moment, it's probably the only way you can look at it, can't you? So, as I said, the capacity will stay at 22,000. I think, historically, they've played some big games down that way. In a couple of absolute... Uh, there was an after the Siren Classic, wasn't there, when mm. Melbourne were coming a couple of years ago, and it was a similar capacity then. So, I'm not sure whether Geelong will have to fight to retain... Uh, this home ground at GMHBA Stadium it might be an interesting little topic as the year goes on, though. Yeah, well, we opened up the lines in December
0: on it. Should if it's not forty thousand, if it's only twenty thousand, which we threw up, you know, I think mm. due to the advertiser article at the time, and there was a lot of uh, fan support for keeping it at GMHBA Stadium, but maybe it was just a lot of Geelong fans ringing in. But if it's twenty-two thousand, how many would you be locking out of that? Seventy. Well, sixty-five thousand. Um, you might lock out of that because you could get an eighty-five thousand crowd at the MCG anyway. That would be giving a home game to Melbourne as well, which could be huge at that stage of the year. Um, but if you've got a thought on it, send uh, well, through your text. 11 four
1: double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. I, I, yeah, I don't want to offend every Melbourne supporter who might be listening this afternoon, but they're not a massive drawing club, are they? They're not. They're not a Collingwood, or they're not a Richmond. So I mean, w- would, would, would. Would it have a similar headache if you were to have a, a Melbourne in, in contention playing a Geelong in contention down there? Have I just offended everyone with that, Dwayne?
0: Uh, oh, you have. You yeah. take that, Melbourne fans. Oh, I think we better move on. Um, MCG server. Speaking of the G, how's that going? Did Ed Sheeran? I didn't know
1: he's dancing. Carved it up. No, he did. 10,000 square metres, in fact, they're going to replace. But look, there's not their first rodeo. Okay, maybe this was a bigger concert than normal and held over the two days, 100,000 going. In fact, he's playing at the Adelaide Oval tonight. So they've got a round one game on March 18 with Port playing Brisbane. So the same situation is going to take place at the Adelaide Oval. And then he's off to Optus Stadium this Sunday, Dwayne. So the same thing's going to happen then too. So look, HG Turf, they're the turf mob that that have been um, brought in uh, to do all the Ed shearing concerts. So it's a jigsaw puzzle. They've just taken the square off. Well, it's bigger than a square. It's a massive square. And they're going to replace it um, piece by piece. In fact, starting today and tomorrow as far as the MCG is concerned. And they'll, they'll go over and they'll do the same in SA and the same in WA as well. So, look, there might cosmetically there might be a few little mm. um, stitching lines, for lack of a better phrase, if you like. But the service is going to be completely fine. It's not going to shift. It's going to be completely safe. It's going to bed down. It's going to stitch together and whatnot. So there'll be no issues uh, there. And a good run of weather forecast as well over the course of the next week or so. So everything should be fine.
0: It's what happens when you invite Ed Sheeran to your yeah, castle exactly. on the hill. Exactly. You like yeah. that? Oh, no, that's... Way the castle on the hill? It's not, for the not Ed bad. Fans.
1: You know, the other thing about Ed so... Sheeran's castle at the MCG is, is who gets to sit in it. Now, of course, Collingwood are just under attack from all the other MCG tenants at the moment to, to forfeit that. uh, Well, I think it's like a three decade arrangement, basically Duane, as we know, originally reported in the age by Pete Ryan, that Collywood members get exclusive rights over reserve seating in the Ponsford at home, but also at away games as well. So this is ongoing. It's very delicate. It's very sensitive. Now, The bare facts of the matter are that Collingwood are going to give some seats back. That's absolutely the case. They're going to hand back some. But how many is where this is at at the moment? It was put to me by another club, one of the MCG 10s today, that touching the seats of Collingwood members is akin to sticking your hand right in the middle of the hornet's nest. So it's going to be on for young and old when this arrangement is watered back. Now, it is for 2024, but it will be decided sooner rather than later. So that's one to watch going forward as well. Anything else bubbling around before uh, you take off for the day? You've had a long day. You're on breakfast. Luke Beveridge's speech have become, speeches have become the stuff of legend over time, Dwayne. I just love the fact that he's cut from a slightly different cloth. He's obviously a superb motivator. He hits on a unique message to trigger his players. And it would be hard to find that hook, I'm sure, when you've been coaching as long as him, to to get that motivational sting out of your players. He's been a premiership coach, a grand final coach and finals in whatever it is, six of the eight years in charge. We've had a list. I've made a list of all his uh, weird and wonderful speeches over the years. Last night, though, he touched on Ancestry and Renewal, and he tied it back to the Dogs' new facility, history of the area around Footscray and the Witten Oval, given they're building that big new facility down there at the moment in Footscray. So just working my way through that speech at the moment. But it is classic Beverage, the same man who's had Thor's hammer come out, the Cape, Cape Buffalo, the Salty Dogs book, Willy Wonka, Dr. Seuss, and the Beatles referenced as well. Shea Guevara over time, the Argentinian-born revolutionist. He's just reached back into his trick bag again, Dwayne.
0: Long live Luke Beverage as an AFL coach. I agree with you, Sammy. He adds such a nice variation. Great to have you on. Always good to be able to take you onto my program, Sammy. Thanks for sticking around. Good on you, Dwayne. Sammy Edmund, thanks to Coolamar Turf, Victoria's premier supplier of instant lawn.